All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Kaminsky for Dave Dubow. And, you know, there's a lot of people that jump into the game and they maybe find a property or they find someone who's looking for a property, but really the glue is the deep network. And uh, on the show today, I've got Abdel Maj. Um, I probably even still with the name, uh, He's able to put two and two together and marry people in the investing um, game by having long, deep connections within the business that, uh, you know, starting as an investor and eventually as a real estate agent, just killing it 10 years. How are you doing today? I'm good, Bryce. Good, man. Just uh, plugging away here. I think uh, everybody is in survival mode these days, so... Uh... Just looking for the next uh, the next thing here, but uh, super excited to be on. Appreciate you having me uh, today. Yeah, you have to forgive me. I'm not the best with names, but I did my best. And uh, yeah, Pretty tell good, people eighty five percent loan of value there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So um, tell me how you know you said you've been in the game ten years. You know we were talking before the show. Uh, yes. You're thirty seven now, so twenty seven. It's a good a good early start. Uh, what got you interested in ultimately what got kept you in the game? Uh, the, the, the way it kind of all started was kind of out of left field and just um, talking to my siblings and pulling some money together um, when, uh, you know, price points were considerably lower back in 2013. Uh, we were able to, to execute, um, you know, three duplexes in a very short amount of time, I think, in under a year and a half, we had accumulated six doors. Um, and we, we do, you know, there, there's definitely real estate in the blood. Mm -hmm. uh, but like I said, it was, uh, it was a family, uh, a family thing, still is a family thing with some closer knitted partners these days. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, uh, hey, you know, we've got the money here. What's, what's, what's the best way to, to allow it to grow and, and, uh, you know, and take it on from there. You know, it's, it's no magic formula here. We just, uh, it was, like I said, it was always in the blood. And then that eventually led me into getting my real estate license in 2016. Uh, I was with Keller Williams here in Hamilton uh, for years, six, seven years. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, I took on a, a brokerage uh, position with Rebel Realty, uh, mm -hmm. who have dominated the Niagara region for, for a long time. It's an independent brokerage and, uh, eventually migrated this way and I took the bull by the horns here. Um, so I'm talking out of my office now. We've got 20 agents here and, and growing with uh, some expansion offices coming in the next year or two. Um, so it's it's investing, it's it's sales, it's uh, you know, trying to accomplish things at the brokerage level. So that's that's kind of the gist of it. So tell me, how do you like being a broker? A lot of people shy away from that. They stay mm -hmm. as like a top agent because I don't know. I, I'm always saying to top agency, why don't you be start a brokerage? Why don't you start a brokerage? And they're like, yeah, ah, you know. Yeah. So to, to be uh, to be quite frank, I'm just on the verge of becoming a, a broker. Funny enough, I got uh, just just got through all the courses. I'll be writing my exam on the 27th of this month. So to be the, I've, I've always had the sentiment of, of, of getting into the brokerage world and just building a different layer onto my business and mm -hmm. help helping agents that aren't on my direct team try to build a business especially going through a market like this which let's all face it it's just uh it's been an absolute roller coaster um so that you know i didn't 
didn't strive for it until I needed it. Uh, I know a lot of agents, great agents, uh, you know, in, in the Hamilton area that, you know, have that designation and, you know, you're just more in tune with compliance and um, all that fun stuff behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a journey for sure. So hopefully in the next month uh, we can, we can have that broker, broker designation. Uh, but just a quick, it's, it's, it's a unique business model with Revel where, you know, we have 22 locations across Ontario. It's uh, it's an like a you know more or less a corporate operator model where there's a, a different leader in every local market. Everybody does their thing in a unique way, but still comes together to promote the brand. So it's been cool, and uh, we've got some some bigger plans in the next couple of weeks uh, that we'll be executing as well. Okay, so. You know, lots going on, and and I uh, and I like what you said. You know, everyone's kind of, you know, striving to survive, and a lot of people are maybe taking the year off and just like not investing and just holding in a holding position. Mm-hmm. But you know, when it comes to real estate investing or even real estate as a whole, what do you think? You know, it comes easily to you that other people might find you know difficult to do. Uh, I think it comes down to uh, to to mindset. And I'd like I'll probably use a lot of these cliche terms, but there's just no other to explain. I think the difference, um, and I don't, you know, it's just been the way I've seasoned my brain. I was in the restaurant industry for a long time, and I always had to think think quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a fast paced environment uh, at a, at a at a steakhouse, so you know that translated into real estate. I think. Uh, just change, not even changing mindset, but just thinking differently, um, right? Especially now with, okay, let's just get into it with, you know, rates where they are. Cash flow doesn't make sense. We know all this. Like we're, mm-hmm. viewers of, you know, viewers on on this podcast, they, they know what they're going to hear. Um, but it, it's just about thinking differently. I think you're, you know, as long as you have the capital or able to acquire the capital or raise the capital, there's an abundance of uh, of opportunities out there. I've had, you know, conversations with people that owned, you know, you know, modest investors that I'm, I'm, you know, just looking forward to helping grow their portfolio that never thought they could get into the commercial investment game. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've opened their eyes to that in the last little while. And it's, I'm not splitting the atom. I just know how, you know, lending works on the commercial side and, um, you know, it's, it's, let's face it, it's, you know, if you have the right capital and buying profile, it's a lot easier these days to qualify for a legal sixplex and up than it would be for a three or fourplex. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So I think that's where I really, you know, take pride in and just coming up with solutions. Like I hate when people come to me to be like, Hey, Adele, I've got X amount of money or I'm selling this or I'm refinancing. What, what I, I feel these calls all the time. It's, Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, a, it's an absolute privilege to be in that position after all these years, um, but it's it's about just providing people options, and all these options might not be the you know for lack of a better term the sexiest approach. You might have to take it on the chin for a bit, but you know, you know you'll regain that loss, and then someone once rates go down, right? It's just it all depends on how much you can digest. Um, but I yeah, think it's just, just like just opening that- people's eyes. Yeah, that you you know you might have to pull, you know, let's say you're short a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Like, if you're playing in that in that 
price point, you might have to go to your line of credit and just say, it's going to cost me, I'm going to have to invest an additional $12,000 in this exactly. property this year, but $12,000 in Ontario, that's like a little, that's like a, a little bump in the road because we've all seen it. You know, no one, no one was complaining when things went up five hundred thousand dollars you know yeah, but exactly. now that they're now that the cash flow isn't super great um or even like in, is in a little bit negative suddenly it's not such a great thing it's just like well, do you think it's going to be that way forever definitely not we're no. going to see a bounce in the ontario market because it's still a housing problem so how are you guys how are you guys addressing the housing crisis at, at the brokerage and on the investment level for you guys um, so it's funny you asked that specific question, Bryce. We just finished another investment tour uh, this past Saturday. So we do about three a year. We just started them last year. Uh, we've got another one coming up in the spring. So uh, to answer your question, what what is the brokerage doing or my team or myself is mm -hmm. opening people's eyes. Like we had, uh, we always have a great turnout and I'm always thankful for that at, at these events. Because, you know, we're, we're going site to site, it's interactive and things are being explained uh, in layman's terms and everybody's understanding and engaging and it's really a good time and we meet new faces every time we have the same, you know, same amount of, you know, the same uh, kind of foundation of people that come out to all of them. Uh, and I'm trying to do my best even for the agents in the office that aren't directly on my team the, who are independent. You know, I'm, I'm starting to see that they're like, okay, this is this is really great stuff. And everybody, like, if if you know, we, we in Hamilton, you have to deal with the investment side. It's it's literally something you cannot avoid. Mm -hmm. There's just there, it, it's a it's a heavily tenanted city, um, more so in the core and a little bit on on the Hamilton Mountain. But you know, as you get into Glanbrook, Flamborough, Ancaster, and Dundas, that's just more affluent, all end user type stuff or apartment mm -hmm. buildings. So we're just coming together and just, it's just about education, man. There's really no, nothing super crazy that we're doing. It's uh, we're showing, like we're bringing physically bringing people to properties to be like, look, imagine you own this. This is what you could do with it with today's zoning and mm -hmm. today's bylaws and your money can go a lot further. And uh, a friend of mine's wife came, came on, uh, she brought her team and, you know, just having conversations with her team just specifically on site. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got a, this duplex here, this single family here. I had no idea you could do this. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it's it's about as well, not just assuming people know, because yeah. I don't know how municipalities work. It is a nightmare to find information, uh, which is hilarious to me. But that's just the way it goes. And everything's done slowly and information gets pulled down or revised that, you know, at a very lethargic rate. Um, so that, that's what we're doing to help the cause. Uh, you know, the, the housing crisis thing, we all know, right. Just got to open up more land here. And that's really the only way to solve it for now. The, the urban density um, intensification is uh, Hamilton's Hamilton's really done a good job. Like five, five years ago, if you were to do what you could do now, you'd absolutely lose your shirt amending zonings and minor variances, right? It, it would be an absolute calamity to deal with. But now it's it's actually like, I, I think about it all the time, like I cannot believe you can do what you can do here in Hamilton. And people people are taking full advantage of it. And I'll, you know, maybe pat our team on the back that we're starting to see some other construction companies and 
you know, real estate related forums kind of catch on and then, you know, putting, putting, uh, putting out their information. We just, you know, it's at a high level for a long time, but, uh, you know, again, to bring this all back together, it's, uh, we're physically showing people that's literally it. We're not, you know, going on webinars, we're bringing people, we're showing here's, here's this, here's that, here's four units here, your numbers, here's a refinancing plan. We're not asking people, Hey, bring seven, 800 grand and, and do four units at once. It's impossible. Nobody wants to do that. Right. We need to use leverage. Right. So we talk about, you know, do it to this stature, refinance, dump that here, refinance, dump that into your fourth and recycle money between your own lot lines. Right. As opposed to multiple properties. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like me. the density. It, it seems like, you know, some areas of the country um, are going backwards. It's getting harder to move forward. Yeah, um, but it seems like Ontario in a, in a whole um, because of the pressure, it's like boiling a frog over there. It's going to it's going to go and they got to do they got to do something because the immigration and the spillover and the, it's it's they got to do something. And I think it's you're starting to see it, but it's never fast enough. You know, my mentor would always say the government has very little to do with uh, with housing and everything to do with. Um, you know, the regulation. So I would like to see across the country just slashing of the the time periods, you know, like, yeah. why do we have to wait four months to get a development permit? Like, that's adding four months to every single construction, like, exactly, put a couple guys on it. How about two weeks? You know, like, it's paperwork. Yeah. So, and it's, yeah, that, that's great. It's kind of said about it myself, right? And it just comes down to you know, lack, lack of uh, labor force, you know, especially in here in Hamilton, people are walking away from these jobs because they just sincerely won't hire enough people to take on, uh, you know, the inbound, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and the desks pile up, people are on vacation and you're waiting because one human being is on vacation. To me, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous, but, uh, you know, hopefully bluer skies ahead there. So when, uh, when you're looking at, deals are you a find the deal guy and then the money or you prefer to have your like capital lined up before you go and take a look at a deal uh, yeah we're uh it depends um uh, personally if we're talking about like our portfolio mm -hmm. uh, yeah the commercial stuff's definitely just a little bit more you know there there's a lot of a lot of steps there mm -hmm. it's uh it, just a little it's not like a regulated, right? yeah it's not a 30-day closed cash yeah. in 30 days no you right. gotta like so do your letter of intention, letter of exactly. intent and all that your, your stuff. Due diligence and, you know, you're, you're got to comb through the financials and, you know, all your operating expenses and line up your, your refi and price per door. And where's this going to land? So let's take the commercial stuff out of the equation. Me, I personally, like, you know, just to give you an example of the last year and a half. Yeah. We've no, we've definitely found the project first and then went and found the money. Um, again, that's, it's not uh, not anything special that we're doing. We just we have the right team in place. Um, you know, there's private private lenders are a dime a dozen in this area. A lot of guys have some deep pockets that uh, you know I've, I've even clients of mine that have just basically liquidated their entire portfolio and just sat back and be like, okay, well I'm gonna we're waiting for the next wave. You know? Yeah, exactly right. And or and then just private lending in the meantime, and obviously at at these. Uh, these crazy rates. So I'd say most of the time it's, yeah, we find the project first because we're just, 
we don't have any, you know, there, there's really no, um, no fear of not finding the money, but obviously it depends on the project, right? Like yeah, if we know we can, you know, we can create a good return, but private financing might not work. Okay. Then maybe we go the conventional route, right? Like we're, we're, we're ready for all private. We do know some, uh, you know, we, we work closely with, uh, with our brokers here, some other brokers that we know that offer some pretty creative financing, uh, you know, creative private financing solutions, mm-hmm. whether, you know, we're building, building, building in a few months of carrying right into the mortgage, uh, ballooning payment, uh, uh, on the back end of the deal. So there people have a lot, people have a lot of, uh, there's a lot of creative appetites in the Hamilton area just because it's so synonymous with, with these, uh, with these mid-sized projects. Uh, so in a nutshell, yeah, I think we, we find the deal, find the money, uh, you know, try to structure it as best as possible. Maybe we're trying to carry two projects at once. How can we best defer payments on this just to open up, you know, some rental money on here. So yeah, it's, it's case by case, but, um, yeah, it's, the money's already always readily available. So one one question, yeah, the, there's always money for a good deal. One one question that I, I like to ask guys who've been in the game about ten years or ten years or more is, uh, what advice do you have for people who are just starting out today? They're like maybe they went to their first meetup, maybe they went um, and got rich dad poor dad. You know all those trigger trigger yeah. things that get you going. What advice would you have to someone who's just starting out today in today's real estate market? Um, from a non-technical side, I would say be careful who you're learning from. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got to say this, honestly, I just, uh, there's just this last little while, there's just, you know, the people go come out onto social media and spit all this information. I Sometimes I look at it and like, just I'm not sure where where the, that tide is going. Uh, you know, if we're talking about entry level, this is your first property. You've been saving, or you inherited, or you know, you you didn't want to refinance, but you finally you know mustered up the courage to do it. Just make sure you're like you're you're everything's thought through. Like you're you're you know taking a fine tooth comb through through uh, through the project. I just to me it's it's beware of of what's going on out there right people like you know people get sold dreams these days mm-hmm. uh, you know and uh I just we, we try to be as we have no problem saying no to people right if somebody comes to me or comes to our team and's like I want to do this then it would tell them straight up it's not I'm not going to be I'll tell you right now I'm not going to be the guy that's like get into private financing if you've never owned a piece of real estate that's investment driven, right? Mm-hmm. If it's, there are some people out there that, uh, you know, you know, some uh, no- novelties that are entry level, but just maybe they come from a, you know, a, a risk level in a, in a previous life. And they're like, yeah, I just need or the guidance. But business, I'm always- yeah, previous yeah exactly. Maybe there's in a non real estate related business, but you know, they could take on a high interest loan to, to get to the finish line. Uh, so that's all I would say, just kind of tread, tread, tread carefully. Make sure you have the appetite for it. Uh, private financing isn't for it's 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 not for the the weak hearted and uh, right. There's a lot of predatory lending out there, right? Where something could go sideways real quick, and the rug could could get uh, you know, yeah, dragged from from under you and and uh, things. Well, it's not it's not called soft money. It's called hard money. Hard money, yeah. It's called hard <laughs> money for a reason, yeah. 
So yeah, it's uh, it's hard to carry, but you can they'll give it to you, you know? It's yeah. Just, and the, there's a lot of guys that, yeah, they're just passionate about like just lending money to good projects. Right. And uh, maybe the other thing I didn't mention, too, is is private lenders taking a, 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 an equity, an equity position in your project, you know, to, to possibly soften the way the deal is structured. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, there, there's, um, you know, a, a variety of different uh, types of lending out there with on the hard money side. There's some really good, good people out there that just, they have an appetite for it and, and they've had a good track record and that's why they're lending at, at such creative levels. Um, but yeah, that's probably another piece I would add on is, is the lender being, being a part of it. I would think you, you'd want a closer relationship to that lender as opposed to, you know, going through your broker. Uh, but th- those options are out there and we've, we've, uh, we've analyzed those types of deals as well. Interesting. So yeah, I re- you know, if, if some of people are listening along, um, they got a they got a, ta- a tasty episode today. We really dropped some knowledge on them. So if yeah. people want to find out more and connect with you, you know, what should they do? Um, uh, yeah, uh, social media. Like I'll I'll throw my phone number out here. Um, this thing doesn't stop anyways. So on Instagram, I'm uh, the Majd Realty Group. So M A J D Realty Group dot com. Uh, sorry, MajRealty.com is the website. MajRealty Group is the handle on Instagram. Uh, the brokerage handle is Revel Hamilton Central. Um, we have a website associated too. And then uh, Abdella at MajRealty.com is my email, 905-921-6253. And 6253 actually spells Majd. So just awesome. Uh, was that uh, on purpose or bad? Yeah, that was on purpose. I've had that. I've had this phone number since I was in my early twenties. So just yeah, uh, it's crazy how you can carry a phone number now. It used to be every time you moved, they couldn't port it. You changed cell phone companies, yeah. couldn't port it. But now you can have the same phone number forever, which is great. Yeah, so, it's been great. So really appreciate your time. And uh, for the listeners at home, until next time, we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers, guys. Thanks.